So we uh, have a little tradition at the, the rectory, you know, under the tree, we will put our gifts and uh, for each other. So they'll start showing up. And, you know, when I see like a present there, I always go like, I wonder who that, who that's for. Uh, and so I'll, there's, a, there's a present there now uh, from, for me, uh, from uh, Father Claydar. So I like to look at it and I wonder what that is. And I pick it up and it's, it's kind of heavy and it's, it's, it's probably a lump of coal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and when I was little I had the same uh, curiosity and impatience, you know, I would we had this tradition on Christmas Eve, our, we get our gifts from our, from our folks. Our, our parents would give us the presents from them. And then uh, have you know, meal and we all go to bed. And then Christmas Day, that's when we get our presents from Santa. But, uh, you know, um, knowing that those, you know, presents from my mom and dad were in the house somewhere, just got very curious. And so, you know, one day, I, and it's probably second or third grade, I stumbled, just by happenstance, uh, uh, this big bag in the back of my parents' closet. I just stumbled upon it, and uh, it was filled with presents. So, and it was, they made it easy, because you know, they'd written our names on, on each, so I knew which ones were mine. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I look at them, wonder what that is, I pick it up, it's heavy, or it's, and I shake it, wonder what this is, and you couldn't tell, so I could open up the end and take that, <laughs> be really careful with that tape, because you don't want to pull, because you've got to reseal it, and you don't want anybody to know, and, uh, and uh, so I'd look, and sometimes you could just see it, it's sort of, oh, that's a Hot Wheels race car set, you know, and but other times you might have no idea. It's like a white box, and so you have to pull it out. <laughs> the trick was always trying to get it back exactly the way it was. And you know, in my mind, it's like I did a fantastic job, but it was it was just all mangled, and it was totally obvious. And uh, and then one year, um, you know. They put the gifts out. My mom stared daggers at me when it was time to open the gifts. And, but, you know, they didn't say anything because they also knew that I had spoiled it for myself. My own punishment was not being able to be surprised. That somehow I, you know, whatever it was, that surprise was ruined. And it was true. It was true. I learned my lesson. I only did that for two or three more years after that. So <laughs> I finally got it all figured out. <laughs> But you know, the, the, you know, there, there's a there's a certain truth that uh, we like to be surprised. We we like to have an experience of receiving a gift that is just a t totally uh, for us, um, but also something that we didn't expect. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? That uh, there's a there's an act of love that is being given to us that is just it fills our hearts with with joy. And here we are, third Sunday uh, of Advent, you know, Gaudete Sunday, Rejoice Sunday. Why? Uh, because he's so close, Jesus. 
this gift. We've been doing our homily series, you know, starting with the first Sunday of Advent. The, you know, the theme was uh, Jesus is the gift. Last week uh, it was we receive the gift. Now this this week it's what are you going to do with the gift? What are you going to do with it? And if we look at uh, John the Baptist today, what's his response? Because the question to him is, what, what should we do? What do we do with this gift? And what, what is John's response? He says, uh, if you're a soldier, stop extorting people. If you're a tax letter, stop cheating people. In other words, whatever it is you do, do it well. Whatever you're about, be good about it. The answer to the question of what do we do is be good. Stop messing around. You're a mom, be a good mom. Your dad, be a good dad. Your son or daughter, be good. Your friend, be good. Whatever it is the Lord has given you to do in your life, be good at it. How? Because he's the gift. And he gives us the capacity to be good. And he comes and he comes near to us. Nearer and nearer, which is, now we're so close. It's like this color. Uh, if you got up early this morning, beautiful sunrise, huh? And... That just that moment before the sun breaks the horizon, uh, that moment of dawn, it's this color. That, that breaking forth of the gift should give us joy. And this is that color. He's so close. He's so near to us. The answer, the gift, the promise is so close. If you look, listen to Zephaniah this morning, that short little reading, in that reading are seven promises of what's going to happen to Israel when they get the gift. Now, these people that Zephaniah is talking to are a thousand years before Jesus. And yet, they received a promise that this gift is coming. And when you get this gift, this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to have the capacity to be good, to be holy, to be saints, huh? And if they could rejoice at such a distance, we who have received the gift and are going to receive the gift, should, how much more joyful should we be? How much holier should we be because we have the Holy Spirit and they didn't? So when John the Baptist says, uh, and when Paul says, you know, rejoice, we have a reason to. You know, the, the, but the point is, you can't cheat this, your way into this gift. You can't steal it. You can't take it. Uh, you can't unwrap that gift before you're supposed to. Because it's given to you by him who is the gift, and he's going to be the one who shows you what it is. He's going to be the one that teaches you how to use it. He's going to be the one that allows this gift to flower within your life as he slowly and slowly uncovers who he is for you and what he wants you to do through him. You can't force it. You can't cheat it. You can't do it early. You can't take it. You've got to receive it. And you've got to let him open it. You don't get to open it. He does. That's, that's the hard lesson. You say, well, it talks about rejoicing. It talks about gifts. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I got this going on in my life. I've, 
you know, this person's sick or this thing's going on with my money or my finances, my kids, they're, they're crazy, you know, oh, my job, you know, I'm fighting with my spouse, my health isn't so great, I'm, I'm still grieving the loss of, of this person that I loved. It's, where's the rejoicing? Where's the gift? It's in that. It's in the ordinary stuff. It's in the changing circumstances and events of your daily lives where the gift is found, where it's offered. And the Lord comes to you in his nearness. We rejoice even in the midst of our trials and travails, especially there where he goes, where he is, where he promises, where he heals, where he loves. And we, we let him uh, give himself to us. We receive it and we bring it into us. And he slowly opens himself up to the reality of the things that go on in our life. And, he, and through those things, transforms us into better disciples, better husbands, better wives, better sons and daughters. You want to know what to do? Do good. Open yourself to the life of Jesus and let that Holy Spirit move you and guide you into what you're supposed to do. It isn't to be in a life where everything goes your way and it's without suffering. It isn't in, in, in a life where you get to, uh, you know, control what that gift is. It is in a life where you conform yourself to the person of Jesus more and more and more and become holier and therefore happier. Rejoice, I say always. Rejoice. Now there's a, there's a, uh, a, a, uh, a quote from St. Francis de Sales that somebody gave me a long time ago when I was at, uh, at, at a pastor at Holy Cross. And it, so I'm just going to read it. I carried it around with me in my bereavement. I took a screenshot of it. And this is what St. Francis de Sales said. It is the finest flower of perfect heavenly love to make the lover suffer and fight and wait for love without knowing whether he possesses the love for which and by which he fights. In other words, brothers and sisters, the finest flower of heavenly human love is Jesus in us, opening himself up to our daily lives and all the things that go on. And us, day by day, waiting to receive that gift, waiting for the Lord to open that gift, and in so doing, to become more faithful, more loving, more compassionate, more trusting, and more humble. So, be patient, rejoice, and let the Lord open that gift for you.